Welcome back to the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. And we're getting back to the swing of things. Folks uh, had been dealing with the China virus. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I've been sicker, right? I've had flus that have been worse. I've had some other things, issues that have been worse for sure. But the one thing that this has over those is probably the fatigue, just uh, just how tired you get, wore out, um, and and it just seems to linger. That and, and, a, and kind of a lingering cough. So if you'll excuse me if I deal with that uh, during this episode, I'd appreciate it. But uh, in the meantime, we're getting back in the swing of things. We are answering some questions that have come in from folks, uh, some email questions. And a lot of it has to do with fire management, has to do with lighting charcoal, has to do with uh, getting the right temperature and, and things of that nature. So uh, so that's what we're going to talk about. I even had a question come in about, uh, you know, picking up uh, maybe a cheap ceramic grill until, you know, they can save up enough money to, to get something nicer uh, like a big green egg or something along those lines. And uh, and while I did shoot a, an email back, I, I want to go ahead and address that because I'm sure that's a question that a lot of folks are having right now. And um, yeah, I know these grills are expensive. These ceramic grills are are definitely expensive. So let, let's, first of all, let, let's go ahead and let's tackle that particular subject because... Um, you know, a lot of folks, they, they want to grill, right? They want to get started, but uh, with these grills being as expensive, at least some of them being as expensive as they are, you know, the temptation is there to, you know, spend one or $200 or $300, uh, you know, max on something at a big box store, a cheap ceramic grill, and, uh, you know, just, just to get started, just to get into the groove of things. And, uh, and here's why I don't recommend that. All right. First of all, there are, there's a lot of gimmicky stuff on these cheaper grills. First of all, that not only are they unnecessary, but they usually have a lot of metal parts. And one of the reasons of going to ceramic for those who are blind or visually impaired is to avoid all of those metal um, you know, hazards. Yeah. You know, you, there are some you can't avoid. There are certain things, you know, uh, certain pieces or parts that are going to be metal cast iron that, you know, you're going to have to deal with. But, um, but first of all, you know, you, you don't want one that, you know, the major components inside or, um, you know, on the outside that you're going to have to deal with, uh, constantly, you know, that there's that hazard there. Secondly, not all ceramics are equal. Okay, that that's that's probably the main part of this right here, and that is that that just that fact. Not all ceramics are equal. You know, Big Green Egg, Camadu Joe, Primo, those three main brands. You know, they they did a lot of research and put a lot of time and energy into developing their ceramics. And they are very good, high-quality ceramics. Whether you got Big Green Egg made in, in Mexico, Primo made here in the U.S. Uh, last I knew, KJ, I think, is a China uh, made. Uh, but um, I think they were working on changing that. But um, but still, the, the quality of ceramics is is high. It's good, right, on all three of those grills. 
Um, they're not the same one to the other, but you know, they're comparable, but there are a few differences. I still think Primo and Big Green Egg is a little bit better quality. Uh, as far as holding in the heat and touching the outside when the grill is at a higher temp, uh, KJ does fine and, and people, uh, you know, have used it. I've used it. It, it works great. And if that's the way you want to go, then I, I think you'll be gr- fine with that. Uh, but then there are some other grills that are uh, based on the ceramic or Camadu style. And they, if they are ceramic, they're extremely cheap. Um, you've, you know, and I've been around a few that, you know, when you touch, you, <laughs> you do not want to have your hand on those ceramics uh, when they are hot because they are not well insulated at all. Very poor heat retention. Um, I mean, listen, for someone who's sighted, who's not going to be feeling around the grill, they, they, uh, maybe they work just fine. You know, you want to spend, you know, uh, you know, not a lot of money and uh, you can deal with that. That's fine. But listen, if you really want to get a grill that you can feel around and learn and, and understand and know, then save up the money for one of the main three, right? The Big Green Egg, the Camadou Joe, or the Primo. Though that's that's really is going to be your best bet. Now, um, you know, with that said, um, there are other you know these Camadou style grills that aren't even ceramic, and obviously you want to avoid those, right? I mean, they work great, but again, for those who are blind or visually impaired, the reason we go with ceramic is that we can feel around on the grills. So you don't want the Acorn. The Acorn is a, a cast iron. Uh, Camadou style grill. It's not ceramic. It's cast iron. It's gonna get hot, right? You don't want to be feeling around on that thing. Uh, it's a great grill. It works great. People have great success with it. But you know, uh, for those who are blind, you don't want to feel around on that thing. And the same is true with the Weber Summit, right? The Weber has this Camadou style, but it's metal. Um, it works great. It retains heat very well. Um, inside as far as the cooking chamber and things of that nature. All of that is great, but it's a metal grill, which is defeats the whole purpose of going to a Camadou style for those who are blind or visually impaired. And so, um, again, so those that would be the main three. And, um, you know, everyone has accessories. They've got their gimmicky stuff, you know, but... As far as the shell and 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 the the main components, um, simple is better, right? Um, and mainly, you know, sticking with the ceramics, uh, high quality, that's the way you want to go. And so again, big green egg, Primo, and KJ or Camadou Joe. So uh, those would be the three grills that I would recommend we go with, uh, and save up your money until you can get one of those, right? Um, you know, that's my opinion, my recommendation, uh, but, uh, you know, do what you want to do. Um, so when it comes to a lot of these grills, not only am I asked about, you know, which grill and, and, uh, but I'm asked about fire management, lighting charcoal. Um, and one thing that the majority of grills have in common, whether you're talking about a, ceramic grill, whether you're talking about 
something like a Weber kettle um, or a drum smoker, you know, there there's a concept of draft when it comes to, um, you know, charcoal management. And one of the questions that that came in was, you know, uh, was lighting charcoal, um, you know, what to use to light the charcoal and, um, and, and starting with briquettes, right? Because that's what most people are familiar with. And, uh, you know, I recommend going to lump charcoal, but uh, like this particular individual um, who we emailed back and forth a little bit, uh, he, you know, had pointed out, listen, this is what I got. You know, this is what I need to use. Um, and, you know, I get, once I get past that and I'm to a point to buy something else, I can, you know, move to something else. But right now, this is what I got. And he had briquettes and he had lyre fluid. And so, you know, that's what I grew up with. I grew up with briquettes and, and lighter fluid and, and metal grills. Of course, I could see back then, and um, and that was all well and good. And, and that's what a lot of folks, you know, probably the majority of people, um, you know, just backyard enthusiasts going out, firing up the grill, are probably dumping in briquettes, dousing it with lighter fluid, and throwing a match to it. And, you know, the, uh, one of the the problems that I usually find when I talk to folks who are trying to figure out, you know, why their fire isn't staying lit or, you know, why it doesn't last very long, uh, you know, just various things, you know, they're trying to spread out the charcoal, you know, what, why are they having so much difficulty? And usually it's because they dump the charcoal into their grill they douse it with lighter fluid, and then they immediately put the match to it. And, of course, the lighter fluid is burned up before the charcoal really has a chance to, you know, get lit and, and stay lit. Sometimes you're lucky and it works, and a lot of times you're not. And then you get these crazy folks, and, and I was one of them. You know, I've stood back and sprayed lighter fluid on a fire. You know, I, you know, I was an idiot. I, I've done that. Um, you know, and the, the fire flare up, you know, and, and I, you know, how I survived and didn't blow up, I, you know, uh, God only knows, but that's, you know, something I know a lot of, a lot of folks do. I did it, you know, I've been there. Uh, but usually one of the things you want to do and, and the way that this really works the best is if you're going to use briquettes and lighter fluid, which, you know, I, please try do your best to get away from that. Uh, don't buy any more, you know, just let's, we'll, we'll work on that. But let's say that's all you've got, right? So you, you spray the lighter fluid on your briquettes. Let it set for about five to 10 minutes. Don't light it right away. Let it soak in and then light it. First of all, it's not going to just, whoosh, right, and, and lose hair and, uh, you know, whatever else is close by. Uh, but it, it'll light, and it'll start to burn. Uh, and, and the thing about briquettes that is really difficult for those with visual impairments is what you want to do is you want to wait until that charcoal grays over, right? It starts to turn gray and ash, uh, and, and that's when it, it's really ready to cook on. Uh, well, you know, that, that can be difficult for someone who can't see, right? You don't know when that happens, and so, um, so that that's a difficulty. If you start spreading that out, 
ah, if you start spreading that out, then your fire's not going to last, um, and and that that creates problems. Um, secondly, uh, you know, folks talk about using a chimney starter, uh, and, and this goes for both briquettes and lump charcoal. Um, you know, a, a chimney starter. You know, the the concept of a chimney. You you put in your charcoal in the upper portion of the starter, the the container, which is usually a metal container. So right there off the bat, for those who are blind or visually impaired, it's uh, you're, you're kind of behind the eight ball because you're in a situation where you're messing with not only fire but hot metal. And uh, one small little handle that you got to be lucky to grab uh, when it when you know when it's ready to dump the charcoal. <laughs> and so uh, the idea is to put a fire underneath, uh, get it going the, from the fire from underneath, air flows underneath the charcoal, goes up, you know, the heat rises, brings the fire up through the charcoal, gets the charcoal lit. Once the fire is coming up through the charcoal, then you dump it onto the charcoal grate in your grill, and, you know, you, you're ready to cook. Well, I mean, again, uh, those things work great. They, they work well. A lot of people love them. They use them. I've used them in times past. They, they do work well, just not the best for those with, who are blind or visually impaired. Well, here's where a lot of, what a lot of folks don't seem to really grasp the concept, not only of the, of the chimney starter, but how the grills work, whether it's a, again, a Weber uh, kettle, whether it's a ceramic grill, whether it's a PK360, um, you know, I'm, I mean, just you choose, <clears throat> pick your grill charcoal grill, you're going to find a couple of things they have in common. One is a air vents, a bottom vent and a top vent. And whether it's kind of on the side towards the bottom for the for the air intake and then up on the top for the air, uh, you know, exhaust. Uh, but the concept is the same. The heat rises going out the top, creating a draft, pulling air into the bottom vent intake, um, feeding oxygen to your fire. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry, folks. That's part of it. <laughs> oh, but anyway, um, so the feeding oxygen uh, into your, your fire. And, uh, and so that's you know, that's what you're going to do. You're going to, uh, you know, when you put charcoal in your grill, there's going to be a charcoal grate that holds that charcoal up off the bottom of the grill uh, a couple of inches, which allows for that air to come in underneath, all right, which is what's creating that draft. So your grill itself, if you light charcoal just inside the grill, um, it, it's acting as a chimney to begin with, right? It, it's having that chimney effect, air exhaust out the top, uh, pulling cool air, oxygen to feed the fire in through the bottom, uh, creating that draft. And so that, that's how your grill works. And, and so when you put your charcoal in, uh, in your grill and you get it lit, whether it's with a, a fire starter, um, a starter stick, a, a torch of some kind, um, 
you know, you leave your vents all the way open. And in fact, I would leave the lid open when you're starting your grill. Um, you know, get the fire lit and let it, you know, let it burn for just for just a little while. And with those vents open, you're, you're having that chimney effect. Now I'm going to kind of, you know, I'm going to go to the ceramic um, style at this point. Um you know, and and this is this is what's really cool and what's great about the Big Green Egg uh, Primo and KJ's because you know they you, you can close the lid and have that full chimney effect, or you can leave the lid open, let the charcoal get going. Um, you know, really, you can pick your poison on that, but uh, the the idea. And what's really cool about that is, is not only are you getting your fire going, but using lump charcoal, right? And then that's what I guess I should have mentioned. You know, if we move to lump charcoal, you don't have to wait until your charcoal, you know, starts to gray over or ash. In fact, lump charcoal creates very little ash. That's one of the great things about it. It can burn really hot or it can do the low and slow as well. And you've got a lot of control over it with your grill and with the vents in your grill. And so, um, you know, you, you're basically just looking for your temp. You want to bring it to the temp that you want to cook at. And you do that with your vents, uh, with your bottom vent completely open. And, you know, with your, let's say your top vent completely open while you're coming up to temp. Let's say you're shooting for 275 degrees. Right, your grill starts to get to about 250 degrees, and then you start closing your top vent down, right? You, a little little bit at a time. And as it keeps rising, you keep closing the top vent. You're restricting that airflow. That heat is rising. The less heat that can rise, the less draft created to pull air in from the bottom. And, and so that's kind of the concept, right? Leaving your bottom vent completely open and then controlling your temp or your airflow with your top vent. And as you close that down, you're restricting the airflow. Less oxygen is coming in from the bottom. Um, and so you can you know, start dialing in your temperature with your top vent. Now, sometimes, uh, you know, depending on the grill, depending on uh, how well sealed it is, um, drafts, you know, different way air has to get in. Uh, you know, it maybe you have to close the bottom vent a little bit because you always want to leave a little bit of crack in the top vent when you're controlling your temperature by the, by the vents. And so you're closing down the vent down to, you know, maybe just a, a, just a hair and, you know, you get your temperature to, say, 275. Let's, you know, maybe it bumps up to 300 and you don't want to close the top anymore because you'd be cutting off the top airflow. Uh, then you start closing the bottom down because maybe a little too much air is getting in from the bottom. But that's just something you got to watch and you can manage, you know, and you'll learn your grill. That, that's the really the cool thing about some of these grills, especially the ceramics. You can learn kind of where to set your vents, where to set your top vent for certain temperatures. You know, um, 
and there was there was actually a a store that put out a little PDF file about setting certain temperatures but with your ceramic grill. And the problem, I mean, it can work pretty well. Every grill is going to be slightly different, but it's a a great, you know, and we're kind of going through, you know, the, the general rule and then you dial it in yourself, you know, as you pay attention to the temp and to the vents, you can kind of dial it in, but it's going to depend on the size of the grill that you have as well, right? The smaller the grill, the, um, the less, uh, adjustment needs to be made for a larger temperature swing, right? And so uh, if you have a smaller grill, like a, a, a Minimax, for example, very small adjustments make a much larger, um, you know, uh, adjustment of temp on your, on your smaller grills because, um, you know, it's just the vents being smaller, you know, smaller firebox, um, you know, a little bit of air can make a much bigger difference than on a larger grill where, you know, when you're making a uh, an adjustment from 300 down to 275 or, or vice versa, you, you may need to open it up a little bit more um, at the top or at the bottom to, to get that adjustment made. Um, and so you, you learn your grill, but you play with it. And you make those adjustments to you kind of see how your grill reacts, whether it's a ceramic, whether it's a metal grill. You play with those vents and you find out, you know, how those vents affect your temp. Um, You got to be patient and really allow that to take place because, uh, you know, it, it's not like turning on an oven or turning down an oven, you know, um, inside your house where you make the adjustment and then, um, you know, your temperature is pretty much there. It, it doesn't work that way. It takes a little bit of time, you know, for that adjustment really to settle in and, and to take place. So, <coughs> excuse me. So that's, uh, you know, the kind of the basics there of fire management. And uh, making those adjustments. Again, I love the lump charcoal. Um, you know, that seems to be the best. Um, now, uh, you know, um, I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, let's take just a second here. Give me just a minute. All right, folks. I hope you find this information helpful on today's program. If you have questions about grilling or anything else, blind, visually impaired related, whether it's outdoor activities, cooking, grilling, give us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. Shoot us an email, ask us your questions, let us know what you think about the podcasts. And, uh, you know, we just really love hearing from everybody. We uh, love hearing not only uh, you know your questions, but where you're from, just the encouragement you get. Uh, I hope you'll share it out to others as well. But send us an email, blindgrilling at gmail.com. All right, folks. So, um, you know, as we as we think about now the you know not only the lighting of charcoal. Um, you know, one of the questions that I have is, you know, with the ceramic grills, isn't it difficult to add charcoal to it once you've, 
uh, you know, got it going, you're cooking, and say you're running out of charcoal, you need to add more to it. Well, yeah, usually that happens because we get lazy and we don't top off the charcoal before the cook to begin with. Because I'll tell you right now, if you add charcoal to your ceramic grill, especially if you've got, you know, one of the big three, right? Big Green Egg, Camadou Joe, or Primo. You're not going to have to add charcoal to your cook. Everything will be just fine. You'll you'll be able to do a, a uh, 12 to 16 hour brisket. You'll be able to do a pork butt. You'll be able to do a rib cook, burgers, brats, whatever you want to do. You'll be able to do it without ever adding charcoal to it. So to begin with, you just want to make sure you've got enough charcoal. Just add a little bit of charcoal, top it off. You know, if there's already charcoal in it, you'll learn you know, whether you think it's enough or not, sometimes we make mistakes or we get lazy. We don't add any more charcoal, and then we run into problems. <laughs> but if you know it's going to be long cooked, just add a little bit of charcoal to it, and you'll be fine. Add your, go ahead and add your whatever wood you're going to use for flavor, whether it's pecan, peach, persimmon, uh, hickory, alder, whatever it is you're going to use, go ahead and add your wood to it, and then go ahead and light your charcoal. Now... Um, you know, and then put your, whether your plate setter or your cooking grate in, you know, get everything in there once it's lit and, and you'll be good. Now, the question that sometimes people ask is, um, you know, well, you know, if I did get lazy or I thought I had enough and I didn't, what about adding that charcoal? Well, uh, you know, Big Green Egg, which is, uh, as y'all know, what I use, they have a, um, a a basket, a convector basket, right? The, where the plate setter sets in it uh, and your cooking grate sets on top of it. It's got two little handles. And what's really cool about this basket is you grab those two handles and you pick up both your cooking grate and your plate setter in one fail swoop. Just, just pick it all up at once. Um, then you can add charcoal if you need to add it you know, wood, whatever you want to add, and then you can just set it all back in all at the same time. So you're not pulling out your cooking grade and then pulling out your um, your plate setter, your, um, you know, your deflector plate. You're, you know, you're not doing it all individually separately. That basket allows you to have it all together. Or you can just pick it all up at once and put it all back in at once. So Big Green Egg, you know, has, you know, a really cool system for that. It is an accessory you have to buy. Uh, additionally, um, it comes in a one-piece, a three-piece, and a five-piece system with all kinds of extra accessories, extra cooking grates, you know, levels of cooking that you, if you want to add. But at the very least, get the basket, right? Um, it, it just makes it easy for cleaning once the cook is done. Or, you know, when you're starting off and you want to add charcoal, you just pick everything up out at once, you know, all together rather than individually. Uh, and then you can add your charcoal and set it, you know, light it and then set it all back in together. And so that works out really well. Uh, the, the, probably the next question is Wendy, you know, if you're going to use something like the flame boss, you know, so, um, you know, for those who are blind or visually impaired who want that control and be able to, uh, monitor the temp as it goes up, you know, I, connect my flame boss as soon as I'm lighting my grill. <laughs> so that, you know, right up front, that's what I'm doing. And I actually, you know, set the temp 
and I'll leave, you know, I close the bottom vent on the fan of the flame boss unit. I set the temp and the flame boss is now blowing air into the bottom vent. I leave the top vent open until I get to at the grill to at least 200 degrees. After I get the grill to 200 degrees and my, uh, my pit probe, I run in through the top vent and I clip it to the back of the big green egg thermometer inside the grill. Well, once the grill gets up to about 200 degrees, I go ahead and close, just slide that top vent closed completely over the wire, the probe, uh, pit probe wire. It doesn't hurt it. It just cl closes right over it. And I just let the flame boss do the work. It'll bring it up to temp and it'll, you know, it'll maintain whatever temp you set, whether it's 275, 300, uh, and sometimes even up to 350 degrees. I just let the pit uh, probe monitor that. I keep track of it on my phone and I let the flame boss do the work. And, and it, it does great. It does the work and it monitors and maintains the temp for you, keeping the airflow uh, going with a variable speed fan, and it works great. So that's you know that's how I'm maintaining the temperature on uh, on the big green egg, and and that works great. Um, you know you you've got full control, and uh, you know and you've got the complete independence of of working with your grill without vision. And without sighted assistance, it, it's amazing. It's awesome. I love the Flame Boss. I love, you know, paired with the Big Green Egg. The Flame Boss, you can get a universal mount uh, Flame Boss that works with grills other than ceramic. Uh, but, again, you know, I'm mainly talking about the Big Green Egg, um, Primo or, or KJ. You know, the ceramic mount uh, Flame Boss, you know, works on all three of those. But you can get the universal mount, and there is some adjustments or modifications on some grills you need to make for that, uh, such as the Weber kettle. You can use the Flame Boss on a Weber kettle, but you have to drill a hole. And so, you know, it can be done. They give uh, great instruction and directions on how to do it. But, uh, you know, again, you know, use what you got. And, um, you know, usually you contact Flame Boss and they can let you know if their uh, controller works with whatever grill you have or what you need to do to get it to work with the grill that you have. So, uh, so that's, you know, that is my recommendation. And that's, you know, there's been several questions come in again on, you know, on the grills. Wait, get the, uh, the quality ceramic uh, you know, uh, Camadou style grills and, and the flame boss. Right. And, and I think you'll, you'll, you won't regret it. That is for sure. You will not regret it. Um, don't waste your money on the cheap ceramics. Um, you know, if, if anything, you know, do just a cheap Weber kettle, uh, if you just want to grill some burgers and brats and things like that, and you're willing to risk, you know, you know, feeling around the metal grill. Uh, but uh, other than that, do, you know, just save your money for the ceramic. It, it'll, it definitely will be worth it. I, I promise you that. All right, folks, again, uh, for those who have questions, email us at blindgrilling at gmail.com. 
Uh, and uh, we just we really love hearing from you. Uh, man, I, I tell you what, I've got some shows coming up, uh, some guests that I'm excited about having on the program. Uh, you know, we want to talk about uh, not only those uh, who are using the Big Green Egg or visually impaired, but uh, just some things that, uh, you know, those who have received the Big Green Egg package, I got uh, a guest coming on here in a, a couple of weeks that I'm looking forward to who, um, you know, uh, become really good friends with and uh, looking forward to hearing what all he has been doing uh, with his big green egg and uh, some other, uh, you know, just sharing with you some other things that we got to do together as far as being blind, visually impaired and grilling and cooking together uh, opportunities that we've had uh, and just, uh, just looking forward to, to that, I'm looking forward to trying to get my wife on the program. I've been talking about it. She'd been sick as well. She's also been traveling a lot uh, with the, you know, getting our daughters moved and everything, or our youngest moved in with her sister. So uh, it, it's been it's it's been busy, <laughs> to say the least. Busy and hot. I've I've moved my studio. I've, a lot of changes have been taking place. It's just been slow, so slow. Um, but, uh, but anyway, I hope folks, I, I hope, uh, you know, as you, those who are thinking about their grills, thinking about their fire management, um, you know, we'll talk more about woods and accessories and things like that, but I hope this episode has been helpful to you and, uh, just really appreciate again, those who tune in, those who contact me about, uh, the podcast and, uh, just, um, just really exciting to know that folks are out there and getting something out of the program. Uh, and so again, until next time, remember if you're looking, you ain't cooking.